Good morning, listeners, and welcome to day 373 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and I'm pleased to be joined today by Anna Thomas and Jennifer Long. How's everything out there in the wider world, Anna? It's about as good as you can expect with zombies still roaming around. Sorry to hear about the zombies, but glad we don't have anything else to contend with. Jennifer, how are things at the lighthouse? Had a bit of weather the other day, but other than that, it's all right. Those were some big waves. Glad to hear everybody's safe over there. Now, I ask you both to be on the show today because you've both got kids in your care, and I think it would be a good idea to talk with the listeners about what and how you're teaching them in this world where most everybody is homeschooled now. I know there's a more formal school at Deerfield, but I'm wondering if that's just a one-shot deal. Actually, Max, there's a lot more formal schooling going on than you might imagine. At Deerfield, the school that got started by Lynn Davis has gotten a lot more formal. They named it Star Mill School, and they have about 20 students there now. There aren't enough of them to need to have multiple buildings, so they just separate the children out using a combination of age and demonstrated ability. Younger kids might get put with some that are a little older if they look like they're picking up the material quickly. Oh, so like skipping a grade level. Similar concept. But they don't have formal levels over there. No need for all that infrastructure. Well, that's good to hear. Is that common in the communities? Depends where you go. Some communities do put education directly on the parents, but a lot do have some kind of group system. Well, that's cool. Well, what can you tell us about the curriculum? It's not that different from what you might have expected pre-apocalypse, actually. Math, English, history, stuff like that. I thought they were teaching a lot of practical survival knowledge. I'm teaching my kids a lot of that stuff. Oh, definitely. And my son and nieces get a lot of that kind of training being out on the road with me. But it's not really part of the formal schooling. Surviving is a full-time job for everybody of every age now, so they set aside a few hours during the day to concentrate on more traditional school subjects, and then, when that's finished, everybody goes back to the day-to-day business of getting by. There's a lot on-the-job learning and a certain amount of apprenticeship. That makes sense. I'm teaching Franny and Josh that way to a certain degree. Wade used to come by occasionally before he and Bill went off to California to help his dad, and he'd show us all something a little more complicated that we could use to make things easier. And sometimes our old hobbies come in really handy. Josh has taught me a lot about fishing. Well, that's great to hear on all fronts, you two. Sounds like the learning process is proceeding apace out there. What about more complex concepts like morality and ethics? Well, that's an interesting question, Max. Everybody recognizes that those things are really important, but there's such a huge focus on survival and making sure we don't lose core knowledge like history and math that it's hard to make time for it in any kind of formal way. It's a real problem. Same for me. We talk about it a lot, but my kids are still a little too young to grasp some of the more esoteric concepts. Well, it's good to hear that it's on people's minds. Most people we meet are nice and eager to share and trade supplies and knowledge, but every now and then we get somebody who's a real jerk. Thankfully, none have been actually violent, except those guys in the very early days of the outbreak who stole some of our equipment. But we hear stories. We don't talk about them a lot because we're trying to maintain our uplifting message, but... We do hear stories. Max, I hear those stories too, maybe more often than you do, but I don't bring them back here because of that very reason about keeping people's spirits up. 
I let people know if someone dangerous is nearby, but if they're not in actual danger, I don't spread those stories around any more than I have to. We're pretty insulated over at the lighthouse, although there was that one guy about four or five months ago who tried to take it from us. I just think that right now, while they're young, is the best time to start teaching all these kids about how to treat other people with respect. It shouldn't be difficult to be nice. Being kind doesn't cost anyone anything. I think this is especially true of young boys who might get the wrong idea about, well, to be delicate about what they should be able to reasonably expect from women when they go about the courtship process. That's some flowery language there, Matt. And I want to emphasize that what they can expect is nothing more than what the person they're courting wants to give them. Too many boys got away with too much before the apocalypse. Teaching women survival skills in situations like that is great, but men need to be taught not to behave in ways that causes those women to need those skills. Was that the point of this broadcast, Max? Do you want to talk about it? Let's just say we heard about something the other day that made me really mad. I don't want to bring it into the broadcast. In fact, we probably ought to be wrapping up now. Oh, Max, I'm sorry you heard something disturbing. Let's talk about it off the air. Yeah, okay, thanks. But for now, this has been Max O'Brien, Jennifer Long, and Anna Thomas for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.